Kokorongo ki te tangi a te kori mako Ko rero flowing a te hoka force Ko papa relevant, ko papa out of bounds Ko papa exigent, ko papa paramount Nga ko nga whakapiri mai ki te Ko papa tino whakahira hira Whakarongo pi kari kari mai Hare hare mai, o tari ngā hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kane kane move that body Kane kane move that body Hei ngā tokotū moana, hei ngā tokotū whenua, huri huri i te ikā Māui whakawhiti i te moana raukawa ki te waipouna mi ōtira. Uh, I ngā moana e karekare maira a nei te reo o taringa e whakapāwa tenei. We have returned and here I am with my lovely colleagues, uh, Erica Sinclair, noroto mai o te whanāpanui. Kia ora. And Puaheiri Snowman from a range of iwi within te taitokero. <laughs> I, I just didn't want to that say ngāpui me. because, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Engari, noro to mai o ngāpui. Because <laughs> you know. Did you hear my money? <laughs> <laughs> and we're coming at you from um, the bustling metropolis of Tawamutu. <laughs> nei, uh, under the auspices of te wānanga o Aotearoa, a nei mātou tokotoru e mihi nei. Uh, kia koutou katoa. Tēnā koutou. And we're at iwi o te wiki, a nei te iwi o te wiki, te tangata hei kōrero mo te iwi o te wiki, engari e mihi nei ki tēnei rangatira, mm. uh, ki tēnei hoa ōku, uh, Jamie, tēnā koe. Tēnā koe, tēnā rātata. Tēnā koe. And Jamie is with us to speak about, oh, I'll leave that for him. I'm going to throw it over to you, Ewha. Have you got a kiwaha a saying noroto mai i tō rahi? And then you can say kōai tō rahi and hea te kōrero. Oh, kia ora tātou, uh, ko te kiwa anei, e pai tēnei ki ngā kuia o te kāinga nei, tō mānianea uki. This was said quite a lot. Mānianea is uh, similar to turi-turi, but when people would stand and uh, sort of be talking for a while or, you know, the kōrero not quite resonating with, with, the, with the hui or the room. I like it, I like it. Ka karanga tia mai rā, ngā kuia, tō mānianea uki. Tō mānianea uki. Tō mānianea uki. Or they'd also say, ah, kei te mānianea haku taringa. Ah, kia ora. And my ears are all noisy, so, you know, <laughs> when you think about your ears being all noisy and there's no kiko to the kōrero, so yeah, Tomania ne oki. Tomania ne oki. And another rendering of it was kaite mania ne hakutaringa. Hakutaringa. Yes, and we both picked up on that. Te puaheiri. Tera fakahua ite aku haku haku. Yeah, so that's part of North Taranaki, Taranaki in general, and even parts of Wanganui. How Tainui say ngene, ngena. Uh, other places, wene, wena. Mm-hmm. In Taranaki, our, our paake, our tauike would say hene, hena. Kia ora. Nice. So, e ora ana te aichi i Taranaki. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, there's a bit of a clue e te iwi. We're in Taranaki and North Taranaki and uh, ane ko te iwi o te wiki ko Ngāti Mutunga. Tēnā tātou. Tēnā koe. Kia ora. Ana, kia tahuri ki tā kōrero o te iwi o te wiki. Ngāti mutunga, kōrero mai, kōrero tia mai. Ko waea ngāti mutunga, huha ngāti mutunga, wea ngāti mutunga. Kia ora. Nā kōrero katoa, kei a koe. Ok, well, ko ngā tungi wenua, ko ngā tungi kōrero ngāti mutunga, mai tītoki ki te rau te huia. So, well... Uh, 
our place, North Taranaki, and our tungi whenua from a, a little park called Titoki in North Taranaki, just on the southern side of Parinenehi, the White Cliffs. Mm. And then we extend to uh, another another area called Te Rau Te Huia, which is just north of Waitara. And so our iwi descend from the Tokomaru Waka, uh, but we also say, you know, heke mai ngā uruwaka, so that we, we come from the Tokomaru and Aotea stock. And then we also say we come from Te Kahui Tuka. Those ancestors being Tokauri and Tokatea. Mm. Uh, so being sort of people of Aotearoa that were here before the arrival of the waka. And our tupuna, we take our name as Mutunga. He was the youngest of six. So, you know, carrying on that theme when we think about Maui, when we think about a lot of our, mm-hmm. our tupuna and our iwi names, Mutunga was the youngest of six, being the son of Kahukura and Hinemoi. And he was really fortunate to uh, marry uh, a queer called Tererehua. Nice name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful name. Uh, Tererehua descends from Rua Putaanga and also links into our, our Tainui relations. Yeah. And so, you know, when you, when you think about those particular relationships. It's obvious that Mutunga being where we're located north of Waitara, so we're bordered to the north by Ngāti Tama, mm. our relations of Ngāti Tama, very close intermarriages with Ngāti Tama, and then on the southern side, Te Atiawa, and then inland, Ngāti Maru Waranui. And so, of course, you know, being surrounded by those three iwi, there was a lot of intermarriage. And then Ngāti Mutunga, in the olden days, were part of this karangatanga called Te Atiawa Nui Tonu, mm. which is basically the confederation of Te Atiawa, uh, being Ngāti Tama in the north, Maru inland, ourselves, and uh, Te Atiawa. So that's Ngāti Mutunga. And so we have strong linkages to Taranaki, to the place here. But also that whakapapa up into Tainui through our tupuna kuia te rerehua. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, strong relationships in terms of uh, those connections with Ngāti Maniapoto. Te nākoe. E hoa, on a previous episode, we spoke to Che, ana i kōrero rāia mo Ngāti Rangi. And uh, he spoke about te kāhui maunga, mm. te kāhui rere. Can you give us a little bit more kōrero about the kāhui tuka? So the kāhui tuka is part of the kāhui maunga narrative, right? So when we think about the Taranaki narratives around the arrival of Taranaki, Rua Taranaki to the Kūrai o Taranaki nei, to this region, it speaks about our understanding and volcanic activity, so the movement of Taranaki. Mm. And from that time to where we are now, there are a number of tribal groupings that came under the Karangatanga Kawi. So we had Te Kahui Maunga, we had Te Kahui Rua, we had Te Kahui Rere through the South Taranaki and then Te Kahui Tuka. And each of these particular Karangatanga descend from particular ancestors that bear that name. So when we think about Te Kahui Rua, we think about Rua Taranaki, we think about Rua Tupua, Rua Tawito, Heke Nei Kia Mātou Ngauri. And then from the Takahui Tuka standpoint, again, those Tupuna Matuaiwi being Tukauri and Tukatea, but you know, their connection and their, their relationship back to the land and the place of Taranaki and the narratives around the arrival of Taranaki and where Taranaki is situated within our landscape here in Taranaki. And so, you know, the Autochthones, you've 
you'd be familiar with that in terms of the Otokta and Kōrero being tangata wenua, the mm. fact that when we think about these kāhui groupings, kāhui tuka and kāhui maunga, it relates and traces us back to the land itself. Kia ora. And so that's why our tupuna used to say, e rua ngā uarai, mm. being te taha ki te kāhui tuka, te kāhui maunga, and then te taha ki ngā uruwaka, uh, rātau i tai mai ai, uh, ki taranaki nei. So, um, which is beautiful because it's our direct link to this land and there are narratives which speak about, you know, when Te Korua Māui was fished up and the narratives on this side of the North Island, you know, ko tahu ārangi te waka, kei runga ia taranaki te rā waka, ko te waka te nau Māui mua. And then you, of course, you have narratives in other places. And so what it is, it's a description of how we see ourselves, how we see our world and how we're located in the place we are. And that's why I think, you know, the kahui narratives are wonderful because it does place us in our landscape. Mm-hmm. And when you think about, you know, te kahui tuka coming from a mountainous sort of place like Taranaki, mm. again, that direct relationship is, um, you know, a reflection of who we are. Kia ora. I noticed another kupu that I hear quite a lot i roto i a, i a koutou o Taranaki whānui o tira o te awa. Te awa tupu a ko tēneki kupu te matu āiwi. Mm. So, you know, in that concept of matu āiwi is present in a lot of our karakia, a lot of our ruruku. What it symbolises is it's not the direct line, but it speaks to our foundations, right? Mm. So if you think about, you know, ko, ko te kāhui maunga, or tēnei tupuna tō tātou, tō mātou tupuna matu āiwi, mm. it's reinforcing our origins. And so it's just it's just something that, that's who we are, you know, we often use that. But it's a consequence of, it goes back to a lot of those foundational narratives and a lot of our ruruku and karakia. When you think about ruruku and karakia, about invoking or calling for strength and, you know, the reference to matu āiwi, and the connection between those that have gone or our early forebears and tupuna right down to ourselves. Again, it's that concept that we are a reflection of our tupuna as they are of us. Mm. So, you know, our tupuna are, you know, we are the matai, nā te mea, ko rātou, ko mātou. You see that thinking, that worldview throughout a lot of the uh, waka wai, waka taukitanga kōrero of Taranaki. And one of the key statements which relates to our maunga itself is ko taranaki, ko pauākai, ko kaitake, tō mātou okiokitanga, ko rātou tō mātou okiokitanga. Oh. And that's an old whakawai that really came into prominence around the time of tohu and tuwhiti, but what it speaks to, it's, it's no different to ko au te awa, ko te awa, ko au. Mm-hmm. But the English translation, which I really liked, which was one that Te Miringa Hōhaia used often, was Taranaki, Pawakai, and Kaitake are a reflection of us as we are of them in life and death. Mm. Really deep stuff. Yeah. It's deep, man. Mm. <laughs> it's deep. But, you know, when you think about it, what it speaks to is, you know, I am the mountain, the mountain is me. You can't separate us. Mm-hmm. And so we have this deep, deep relationship which goes beyond our present. Mm. O'onu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But these concepts are quite simple. Yeah, too good. And when you think about these concepts, you know, it's it's really there to enable us to prosper. Because if you have that mindset, you have that thinking, you view our, our maunga like taranaki, 
because Taranaki is the source of our identity. He's the source of our inspiration. You know, when we're down and out, our way out to our narrative say, look to Te Tihi o Taranaki. Mm. And it says, you know, kei runga ia Taranaki ngā wai mātau, you know, ngā puna wai, e kore nei mimiti. So it's the source of our, our knowledge systems, all of those wonderful things. And so, you know, we can draw inspiration and strength from our tupuna manga. But it just reminds us of the fact that this is our place. We're not going anywhere else, even though we, we did travel around New Zealand a bit 150 odd years ago. But it keeps us grounded and provides our foundation. Where did you guys travel around? Well, how long have you got? So Parani would know quite a bit of this. So, I mean, when you think about Ngāti Mutunga, when cousins start to bicker because uh, Mutunga's wife, Terehua, was the daughter of Hinetuhi. And he to his um, sister was Paparauare, mm. who married Maniapoto. Mm. Mm. And so, you know, it's not for me to talk about our Maniapoto uh, whakapapa, but, you know, Hine Watihua was the mother of Paparauare and Hine Tuhi. And Hine Watihua, her first husband was Tarangore. And that's where Hine Tuhi and Paparauare uh, came from. And then she later married Maniapoto and had Tutaka Moana, where mm. Rangatahi come from. And then, as they did back then, you know, the old husband often marries the wife's daughter, and that's where you get Ngāti Rora. Mm. But so that's important context because, you know, when I think about what happened in the 1820s, it was all part of Ngāti Tō and Tarau Paraha in terms of some of the some of the arguments they were having with their whānau up near Kātwia. But our Ngāti Mutunga narratives speak about the fact that it was Te Pehi Kupe when Ngāti Tōa decided or were driven out of or were moving on from Kātwia that they should come to Te Maungahuka. Now, the reason why they looked to come to Taranaki, to Ngāti Mutunga, was they were coming to their relations because uh, Tōa Rangatira is a grandson of Mutunga. Mm. So Mutunga had Tūwareti, Tūwareti had um, Tōa Rangatira. And so... Really, that sort of 1820 period when uh, Taro Paraha, when Ngāti Tōa moved or came to Taranaki, it changed Ngāti Mutunga's world forever. Mm. And, you know, there was significant pakanga that took place, one at Okuki at Te Mutunui. Te Wero Wero was present there, and that's a whole narrative and story in itself around the events that happened there. And we have our kōrero, Waikato Tainui have theirs, but Te Wero Wero and Waikato Tainui when they moved from that particular pakanga, Motunui, it's really interesting because later on in the early 1900s when Maui Pumare, who was Ngāti Mutunga, was uh, looking to go enter into parliament, um, when our people from Taranaki went to um, seek the support of Waikato Tainui, <laughs> they recounted that particular pakanga at Okoki and so on. So, yeah, so when Ngāti Tō came down, it changed Ngāti Mutunga's um, world because Ngāti Tō stayed at Pukewakamaru, one of our inland pā, for two years to prepare to go further south. And it was in the 1820-1821 period where they came down, which was Te Heke Tahutahuahi. A large number of Ngāti Mutunga and Ngāti Tama then travelled south to Kapiti Island in about 1822, oh, yeah. uh, Te Heke Tataramoa. And, you know, when you think about moving a large group of people from Taranaki to the Wellington region, and the reason they went was te kimi tēnei mea te ora. There's a bit of pressure mm, from mm. northern relations around retribution. And, of course, the balance had changed significantly because of both musket and taiwa. 
you know, in terms mm. of a new currency. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, our people left uh, Taranaki, some stayed, um, and then a lot went to Kapiti, then down to Wellington, um, and then Ngāti Mutunga eventually sort of travelled to the Chatham Islands. Oh. Yeah, so here we heke. And it's really interesting when I think about our tupuna because, you know, what were some of the characteristics that they were demonstrating? I mean, one was they were very much about survival. They were very much about looking for new opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were very clear about the importance of those relationships. So, you know, our relationship with Ngāti Toa mm-hmm. and the leadership of Ngāti Toa um, and our other te Atiawanuitunu people, um, and so, you know, moving all the way down into Wellington. So Ngāti Mutunga were the first of the Taranaki Tainui groupings to go into Wellington mm. and occupied a lot of the inner harbour paths. And Wellington was great because it was uh, strategic from a trading standpoint with the harbour. Yeah. But the other thing, you know, when our, uh, when our people decided to go down to the Chathams because some of the whānau had been down there and said, geez, it's Club Chatham Islands, it's a wonderful place. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. plenty of kai and all of these other things. They didn't sort of quite talk about the climate, and there were some other people already there, Moriori. Yeah. It's quite interesting because the big hui that they had on Machu Island in Soames mm-hmm. in that sort of 1836 period was 1835 before they went down. They had two options on the table. Mm. So our tūpuna were thinking about going to Samoa. Oh, really? Woohoo! Yeah. So... They thought about either going, they had two options, Samoa or the Chatham Islands. Wow. And they ended up going to the Chathams. But when I think about, you know, they were having those hui, it's sort of a continuation of that whole migration and, and our people being navigators. Mm-hmm. And I always talk to a lot of our rangatahi about, you know, when I think about the key decisions that our tūpuna made in the past and when they moved en masse from Taranaki down to Kapiti, Wellington, and then ultimately to the Chathams, you know, they had a lot of courage. And they were explorers, but they could see opportunity. Mm, yeah. Kilda. Yeah. Well, when I think about our rangatai, our unga kawitiwiti, you know, for me, what I talk to them about are some of the characteristics that our tupuna exhibited and expressed. So, you know, they were resilient, they were explorers, they were navigators, they were courageous, um, and they, they imagined possibilities. And, you know, these are all things that are as relevant today as they were back then. And they had leadership, right? So, and they had confidence mm. and trust and confidence in one another around the decisions that are being made. Uh, but ultimately, you know, when I track back around our tupuna and decisions that were made during that quite turbulent period, it was all about kimi te ora. Mm. Yeah. It was all about the well-being of our people and it was about survival. And so, yeah, so our people en masse to the Chathams and, you know, what happened on the Chathams in terms of te ringakaha. Um, and those sorts of things. And then over time, with the advent of Christianity, mm. uh, you know, things changed there. Uh, but whilst our people were at, you know, and again, Ngāti Mutunga is an interesting iwi because we had a presence in Taranaki, a presence in parts of Kapiti, parts of Wellington. Yep. Uh, branches of our tribe travelled over to Top of the South, Te Tauihu. Yep. And then we had a presence in uh, Warekauri. And so that sort of 1820 to about 1868, you know, we had multiple sort of tribal areas. Mm. But during that period, you had a lot of interaction. And I actually say today, like, you know, our people were corresponding with one another through letters, describing what was happening. So there was continuous communication. And a lot of our people were traveling, you know, from Taranaki down south back again. So there was a lot of movement happening. 
Yeah. And then in 1868, well, 1848, a lot of our people from that who were living in the Wellington area came back to Taranaki. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was at the request of uh, Wurumu Kingi Tarangitake. Mm-hmm. And so Wurumu Kingi Tarangitake, Manukurehi Teatiawa, but he also has strong wakapapa links and connections to Ngati Mutunga. And so when he came back in 1848, he came back because post the signing of the treaty, in Taranaki you had the New Zealand company operating. Mm. So you had, um, you know, a lot of our lands in this region being advertised in London and other places encouraging, um, you know, settlement here in Taranaki. And the consequence of that was is that you had more and more settlers coming to Taranaki. Tensions started to grow. You had a lot of confusion around sort of land tenure. Mm. You know, so there are a number of examples in our particular region where settlers would come in, they'd transact with some of our people, the settler thinking that he had fee simple title of the land and then a couple of years later the whānau turned up and say, you can go now. <laughs> and so, you know, these are just different worldviews around how we view land and, and occupation and those sorts of things. But the upshot of all of that, like many other places around the country, was that tensions grew and then, you know, ultimately what happened is um, you had the outbreak of war. Mm. And the outbreak of war was really a consequence of different ideology. And, yeah, so that's, you know, Ngāti Mutunga were a big part of when Wurumu Kingi came back because, you know, 1848 – the 1850s were a time where I think Māori all across the country, and you see this up in the Waikato, were seeking alternative avenues to not only bring our people together, but also to arrest some of the challenges that were being placed upon our people. And so in Taranaki, a lot of our rangatira at that time were very wary of what was happening with the increased settlement, land sales, increased occupation. And so um, that's when we had the Taranaki Land League and which led up to about 1854 at Manawa Pau, Taipuro Henui. And the, the catch cry there was, Tangata Tōmua, Wenua Tōmuri. Mm. Yeah, which simply put, you know, we're going to die before we let any more land. Wow. Mm. And, um, you know, at that time, they swore a number of oaths. And a lot of this was just, you know, like I think no different than now as well. Some of the cousins saying, hey, cuz, you know, like we don't want you selling any of that land or transacting. Uh, with the Europeans, um, and so they had their own okati here in Taranaki. Mm, mean. Yeah, to sort of stop land sales, right? So. Yeah, And what happens with all these things? One of the cousins, of course, didn't quite follow the instruction, <laughs> and they'd been pretty clear at Taipuru, at, at Manawa Po, that if you don't follow instructions, these are the consequences. And, of course, um, he got knocked off by his cousin and then that started an internal feud among our te ateo and nui tonu, mm. which, you know, we, we don't knock one another off these days, but we still have our differences of opinion, <laughs> uh, which is all good. That makes for a better world. But, <laughs> but that sort of led up to the 1860s and that's when Wurumu Kingi, we had the pika pika block at Waitara. A number of our people were living back here in, in Urunui and the area. And uh, we're very supportive of Wurumu Kingi's position that no more land should be sold, in particular Pika Pika should not be sold. And on the 17th of March 1860, you basically had the first shots being fired at Waitara at the courtyard. And so, you know, when I think about our mutunga history, we've got the arrival of our Ngāti Tō relations, historical marker with our movement south, 
and looking for other opportunities. We have Wurumu Kingi coming back here in 1848 as a consequence of the tension between our people and settlement of the region. Then another significant sort of period was the sort of war at Waitara. So we say ko Waitara te pūo te pakanga, ko Waitara tēnei te rai mate ai te wenue, mate ai te tangata. Mm-hmm. Um, so Waitara being very significant as the start of not only the land wars, um, but also, you know, what what followed for the for generations to come was land loss, loss of life, and for some, a loss of, of dignity. And mm. so we have Waitara, we have, uh, you know, the war that takes place in Taranaki. And, you know, a lot of that narrative of that story is not being told. And I mean, when, you know, power burnt down, when gardens and, you know, the, the, the mere livelihood of your people is destroyed, mm. the impact that that has. Um, but as a consequence of the war at Waitara, we see the emergence of tohu and tewhiti and uh, tua haumene. So in 1865, tua haumene basically said, ko te mm. We needed a new approach. Um, and kia So waka moia ngā patu me ngā taiaha ngā pū. So they determined that we weren't getting very far and it was unlikely that we were going to succeed through war. And so we have the emergence of uh, Parihaka. Mm. And Parihaka itself was a direct response to the challenges of that time. And our tohu and tefiti had adopted non-violent action as a means to resist those challenges that were put before them. And, um, of course, the movement at Pariaka is really important because in 1863, the entire rohe of Ngāti Mutunga and most of, nearly all of Taranaki was confiscated by the Crown. Mm. And so um, Ngāti Mutunga became a big part of Parihaka. So many of our people moved to Parihaka, lived there, in 1868, we had a lot of our people from the Chathams return back to Taranaki and also live at Parihaka mm. and from Wellington and all other places. And so Parihaka became a place to support our people who had experienced the effects of war, had experienced the effect of uh, muru raupatu, mm. confiscation, and, you know, being very staunch supporters of te biti o rumumai. Now, that's important because when we come back to our place here in Uranui and Taranaki, we have a sole marae today. And the reason we only have one marae today is a consequence of that history of, you know, land loss, confiscation. Ko tahi te marae. Ko tahi te marae. Ko tahi te marae. And because, you know, with confiscation, I mean, the Crown, the confiscation legislation, the New Zealand Settlements Act that was used here in New Zealand was the same legislation that was used in Cromwell Island. Yeah. And the purpose of the confiscation legislation is to, it's called the New Zealand Settlements Act. It's all about settling New Zealand as a colony. So the way in which the Crown did that was they confiscate your land and they put in place the Crown grant system. And what the Crown grant system does, it actually starts to pit relation, you know, brothers, sisters, cousins against one another because the Crown grant system requires you to attend the compensation court Yeah. able to not only prove your claims to land, but to prove that you were not a rebel, you were not in rebellion, and that you were a loyal native. And so, you know, that caused a whole lot of issues, and then land was returned through the Crown Grant system. And very little land was returned to Ngāti Mutunga and to many of our iwi mm. throughout Paranaki. And as a consequence, you know, there were very few reserves. And where our marae is today is one of the few, there were sort of three tribal reserves um, and that's a nine-acre block was the only sort of collective reserve for Ngāti Mutunga that was set aside. Mm. And so we have the one marae. And so a lot of our people were living at Parihaka. 
But when we think about our soul marae at Dudanui, I mean, all of the kōrero of our marae is connected and related to parihaka. Kia ora. And so, you know, the names of our houses, our tikanga, all of those elements, you know, relate to parihaka. So parihaka had another profound effect on Ngāti Mutunga. So one is a consequence of that history and our people living there, but it also shaped a lot of the, the cultural understanding, our ways of being and knowing as well. So, you know, in terms of our tikanga, or the kawa of the marae, so many of you who have been to Taranaki will see that we, we do our uha uha first, mm. our haridu, our, our hungi. I haven't um, seen it, but I've heard of this. Yep. So that, and a lot of that comes from, you know, when you think about if you, you know, you, you do the uha uha first or you do the hungi and haridu first, that's that you're coming in peace. Mm. Um, and we have a lot of our pōhiri today inside. Um, in the olden days, they used to be outside, but our people became very pragmatic that when you had houses big enough to accommodate people, you know, when you'd spent generations in the cold and the wet and our old people were dying off, it was just probably a better idea and more pragmatic to come inside the house. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and more particularly if you believe in the philosophy of tohu and te whiti. Mm. So, you know, so that pariaka had a profound effect. So, um, and you know the narrative, the, the pariaka story, I mean, you know, Ngāti Mutunga and Ngāti Tama, Many of our men were imprisoned in 1879 for ploughing land in Aoroe. Mm. And again, that was part of that movement to bring to the government's attention the fact that we were not satisfied with the confiscations and the fact that the issues of land, the issues of rangatiratanga, mana motuhaka of our people were not being addressed by the government. And so, you know, Te Whiti said to our people, mātua tu koutou, tura tura ki nātu ngata tauri no tauriwi, you know, mm. and... And so our people did. So they went and ploughed land, and we had some real prominent figures at that time. Tarangi Puahuahu was one. He was a key leader in North Taranaki who was just a real strong advocate for the, the philosophy and the teachings of Tohu and Te Whiti. And, um, you know, a lot of our men at that time, close to 40, once they were picked up, they were jailed in Otago for two years. Hmm. Now, you know, 1870, so that, that's, that's important because when you think about that, when you have a large number of your adult male population leaving right. or being, you know, what's the impact that it has on our on our woman and, our and you know, the younger generation? And so, you know, two years down in Dunedin, um, others got imprisoned for fencing in 1881. What? And then you have the, um, then you have the pāhuatanga of parihaka. And which gets a lot of the headlines in terms of when Parihaka was sacked and the details about that. But post the Pahuatanga, Te Whiti said to his people, to Te Atea Unui Tonu, Hukiatu ki hokoutou kāinga waka Parihaka tiai. So he said, you know, because when you think about Parihaka, yes, it's a place that has historical importance and it's significant. But ultimately what Tohu and Te Whiti were trying to imbue within the people was to have the confidence, the strength to be who they are and to live and breathe the philosophy of parihaka wherever they may be. Mm. Um, and that's, again, yeah, that's a really good reminder and lesson to us about, you know, we can we can live and be who we are, wherever we are. And, you know, the parihaka piece again, I mean, Tohu and Tiviti actually dissuaded people from carved houses mm. because they said, you know, why carve your ancestors in wood that will rot and decay? Oh. Why not carve them in your minds and your hearts because they would, they'll never be taken away? 
and you know, I mean, their interactions with government and other people, I mean, you know, they'd always say, you might take my land, you might take my physical belongings, but you'll never take my soul, my heart, my understanding, my worldview, and, you know, all of those sorts of things. Mm. So, you know, that philosophy, so our, our people, because after the Pahuatanga of Parihaka, um, you needed a pass to enter Parihaka. Oh, cool. So Parihaka was occupied by the military, Tohu and Te were forcibly removed, and then in order to visit Parihaka, you actually needed a pass. Mm. So, you know, that, and that's it, so, right, you know, and there's a number of waiata which speak about the fact that, you know, e, e hara, e hara mātauita manukura aere te whenua, that they did not have the freedom to be able to roam those areas. Our people came back to Uranui en masse, living at the pa, we had a papakainga there. We would hold the 18th Sabbath day of Pariaka at Uranui, um, and then our houses at Uranui. So we have one house called Mahitamariki, which is the oldest house. It's a raupo house, he ware hahaka, used to have a dirt floor, cool. and have ngarahu in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, visitors to our moraiwai say Mahitamariki, <laughs> but the actual um, the other name for that house was Te Ware Paremata o Te Rangi Puahuahu. Oh, wow. And um, Te Rangi Puahuahu being a staunch advocate of the philosophy of Tohu and Te Whiti, you know, our, our people, a lot of these houses um, were named for particular kaupapa. So Mahi Tamariki was a house where the young people would be put to work to learn and, and, and get an understanding of the philosophy and teachings of Tohu and Te Whiti. Tarangi Puahuahu said, well, if we can have a parliament, I will have my own, and my parliament is on this place, which is my land and my house. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll make our own decisions as we are making theirs. Um, and so it was a place where, you know, Waiata, Poi, Ngāti Mutunga were very strong on the Poi, coming from Parihaka. Mm. And, you know, all of these elements have shaped who we are. The Poi, Tohu and Te Whiti used the Poi as a means to carry the message and to reinforce the understanding of our Māori worldview. So they called the poi he manu, which is a bird, but when you think about a bird, a manu is a messenger. And so I think, you know, the the use of the poi as a means of understanding our experience and understanding our worldview, but also being able to share that experience and that worldview was very powerful. And then the, the 18th, being our Sabbath day every month, was an opportunity to not only reflect on our past experience, but to think about what the opportunities are moving forward. So we have Mahi Tamariki, that house, strong connections to a man that was one of the staunchest supporters of Tewiti Ulungumai at our Marae Uranui. Mm-hmm. The house next door um, to Mahi Tamariki is Te Aruhao Māui Pōmare, mm. Māori. So Māui Pōmare being uh, Uri of Ngāti Mutunga, um, and then in 1924, that house was built at a time post Maui Pumare being supported by Tapuya and Waikato Tainui to enter parliament. One of the key reasons why our people wanted Sumawi to enter parliament was to progress issues relating to the land confiscations. And so, again, that house, Kopapa based about the fact that Ta Maui's in parliament and he's seeking to have these issues of confiscation addressed. Mm. So it's Te Aroha, and then our dining room is called Te Titoia. So if our mong is often referred to as Te Maunga Titoia, yeah. 
the barren mountain, Titohia, but there is a korero from Te Witi Orungumai which says, Ko te Titohia, he puna korupupu, a hakoa tukitukia nei te poaka, <laughs> e kore nei mimiti, ka korupupu, ka korupupu, ka korupupu. So it references the wellspring, or the wellsprings above Taranaki, Mm. that will never be defiled. And so the puaka here is a metaphor for government mm. or for anyone that sort of challenges you or tries to upset you. And they said despite all of those challenges, despite those hardships, the wellspring will continue to bubble forth. Mm. And, you know, again, beautiful imagery because it speaks yeah. about Amonga, our tupuna. On our tupuna, he's the source of our identity, the source of inspiration, strength, and if we have confidence and faith in our tupuna, no matter what, we're going to succeed. We're going to do fantastic things. And mm. so that's our dining room. So our whole marae, it's all sort of, you know, connected and related to our experience at Parihaka. Yeah. And so, yeah, so, and so you know, when, you've, when you move forward into the current day, you know, we've been shaped from... Our origins being Te Kahui Tuka, Te Kahui Maunga, mm-hmm. being Uruwaka, so our relationships through Tokomaru, Aotea, our location in the world, warfare, mm. you know, all of these changes that have occurred because of technology, moving all around the country, and then, you know, sort of coming back to Taranaki and adopting an alternative way of non-violent action, the philosophy of Parihaka, which is something that's guided us over the last hundred years. Mm. And, you know, with all of these things, when you're quite intimately involved with your iwi, is about how do you maintain those elements of, that make us who we are and, um, and how do we share that. But I think more importantly, how do we inspire our young people? And I think that for me is really, um, you know, how do we inspire our young people to grab hold of these foundational narratives, these stories, which are wonderful stories of success, you know, some not so successful, but just wonderful platform for us. What would you say, uh, how would you encourage your rangatahi of Ngāti Mutunga, Aotearoa, Taranaki? Te hunga kāwiti witi. Te hunga kāwiti witi, uh, Meki. Um, what, is it, what, would you, what would you say to them, you know, just in closing? Well, I think it's just, yeah, kawe wakama. I mean, I think, you know, one of the one of the biggest challenges we have today, and especially for our, a lot of our young people, is, you know, to have enough courage not to be wakama. Mm. And, you know, it's easy for us to say, yeah. um, but it's hard, you know, more particularly for those that haven't been as immersed in this world. Well, there's, there's that element. But I think on the other side, and this is, we had a wonderful wānanga at our marae a couple of weeks ago for our rangatai, for our unga kāwitiwiti, mm. is about providing spaces for them to be able to learn in a way that they learn today. And so, you know, a lot of that is about, you know, how do we provide those spaces and how do we how do we feed them the narratives or the stories that can inspire them or, you know, spark that fire within? Right. And I think, you know, kuera te heuaua tēnā i he neirangi. Because, you know, there's so much going on in the world and, you know, we as Ngāti Mutunga, we as Māori, I mean, you know, our, our big challenge is for our own people to see the beauty in their iwi, their identity, yeah. and these places that are dear to them, or that should be dear to them. And that's, that's for me is, you know, I was fortunate to grow up in Uranui with my grandparents at the Morai, so that was just our life, right? It was normal. That's not so normal anymore. Mm. And so, 
yeah, so we've just got to you've got to provide safe opportunities for people. But actually, it's I find even with my own kids, once they get there to the par and they see their cousins, and you know when they learn some of these stories, it's powerful. Mm. So yeah, not easy, but hey, we've got to keep you know matata wano. Kia matata wano. Tēnā rā atu koe hoa, ka mutupia. Ka mutupia. Oh, ka mutupia, yeah, yeah. 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 O tēnā no kone. Yeah. yeah. Kā re aku um, taringa i māneania, <laughs> i o kōrero. <laughs> ana, ana. Yeah. Oh, yeah, e, e kūpua no e, e, well, you know, karoha, you know, hoku mātua, hoku taueke o te kāinga, ko te nuinga o ngā kiwa, ko te wairua, hea hua whakaiti te tangata. Tātai ko tātai. Ka rongo koe i ngā kōrero, nana. Mm. You know, it's usually, you know, i tētai hui, ka mea tia mai, oh, te o te o te rā. Aye. So you know he's, he's a he's a blow bag. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me that. Oh, 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 and because you know most of those kiwaha and other kōrero have developed and evolved within the context of particular iwi their environment their landscape and their own context and so i think yeah, for me it's something that i've always been big on it's a bit like you know we say angeau for o so, so I'd say, you know, ko Jamie Tuta ngeau. Kia ora. Um, you know, i aerea ngeau ki tahapu kai. So, you know, I think Tairapiti, they use awau. Awau, yeah. Yeah, but here in North Taranaki, we say ngeau, a ngeau. Ngeau, a ngeau. I aerea ngeau ki tahapu kai. I think um, Tainui used to use it because it's recorded in um, the Waiata of Tūrongo when he left Kafia. Oh. Yeah. Um, there's a line in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we might have to revive it. Yes, yeah, so and then the other thing about um, you know Taranaki's got a lot of mita. So our North Taranaki slightly different to South Taranaki, similar words. Oh really? Right, too So you know um, South Taranaki is like for kua, kua. So North Taranaki, our old people used to pronounce it kua, like kua. more of a ko a. Eh? Oh yeah. Kua aide, kua aide. You know, and oh, then yeah. down south, aide. They don't say the Yeah. Some Fanganui's like that too, eh? Some Fanganui say the ku for the kua. Ku aide mai ra ra to. Hey, tiga. Where is it? Oh, ku aide mai ra ra. More glossal like North here. Yeah, yeah, glossal. Wow. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. That makes us who we are. Hi. Kui naoki. Oe hoa e mihi nui atu ana ki ako, eh? If aare ki ra... Uh, I ngā kōrero e pāna ki tō rahi, ki tēnā rahi o tātou, ara i tītoke ki te rau o te huia, ka mihi rā ki a koe. Uh, anō, he puna koro pupu, ahakoa tukitukia mm-hmm. e te poaka. Kia ora, tēga. Uh, e kore nē mimiti. Uh, no reira, ka mihi rā ki a koe i te rangatira o ngā kōrero, uh, nei mātou e mihi nei roto i te whakaiti. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mau i whakawāte i a koe, uh, ki te kōrero uh, ina kōrero taketūpuna, tatu atu ki tēnei wānei me o tūmanako uh, ki te hunga kāwetiweti uh, me tō tātou reo. 
Nō reira, kamihi rā kia koe, Jamie. Tēnā koe, tēnā rā tātou. Kāri mānia nia. Kāri mānia nia. I rā kōrero. Haku taringa. Ho tātou taringa. Ho tātou taringa. Ho tātou taringa. Pai hoki te kōrero mo nā hoatanga o te reo ai. Te rangi, te rangi o te reo. Te rangi o te reo, koina. Te rangi o te reo. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was mean. That was mean. Yep. And you know, people would say, there's no H's down there. Yeah. There's, like, there's H's. H's. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... Um, Just used in a different way. Yeah. It's a very... Well, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but it's a very shallow way. Yeah. No, I think so. Looking at te reo Māori Tika. across all iwi. Mm. And I think we've covered a little bit before, you know, mm. not... There isn't one thing that defines Tarangi or Mita of particular iwi whether you want to Tairawhiti up north, yep. Tainui. Yeah, it's very broad. Very broad. Know, and and um, diverse, I guess. Yeah. How, how Te Reo Māori is used. So I think um, to our listeners, I think Taringa has brought that to light. Um, mm. You know, that you just can't box. Yeah, and why reo, should you? And you can't box iwi. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's one of one of the big, well, re, it's a relearning, but something that's brought to light all the time when we have our kaikōrero Tiga. for Iwi o Te Wiki. Yeah, you can see how close the borders are, or oh, actually, there are no borders. Hmm. Koe no ane te waiata hei tautoko i ngā kōrero a Jamie Tuta te waiata o Te Wiki whakarongo mai. Kani kani move that body. That was cool, Otawiki. In the Kari Mania Niaku Hakutadinga in the Koreronga Iwi Kato. That's, um, yeah, you get to travel a bit just by yeah, listening. You do, eh? mm. And you just find out all these things that you never, ever, ever would have known yeah. unless you talk to somebody from there. And if you're looking to reconnect, you know, to your iwi, and you might be lucky enough to have your iwi already um, talked about on Taringa, mm. it's a good place to start. And yeah. if you're travelling the country and you're listening to, like, the Tutohu Whenua, you know, the geographical landmarkings and stuff, mm. it's it, you actually start looking at your land in a different way. Yeah. Other than 
the highway oh. because you know that's how you look at a lot of New Zealand well because that's the way you go unless you're lucky enough to go by train horseback or whatnot yeah. or by um by awa by by river mm-hmm. um so yeah that's yeah you get to see it through another lens so um Takahui Toka and Takahui Maunga and all the other kahui that mm. he was talking about. Um, was that, I was a bit confused there, but was that, so were they referring to the original inhabitants of Aotearoa? Predates, Predates. the arrival of the waka. Of Uruwaka. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Uruwaka. Yeah, so their honunga to the whenua predates yeah. maritime history. Okay. Mm. It's sort of like, if you look at, uh, there's a range of papa you could look at, for instance, in, in Mātātua, you've got the hapu one one, mm. which, be, which uh, predate the waka. Mm. So they have a celestial origin. They didn't come on a waka. Okay. On a canoe. Yeah. As such. Yeah. So that's pretty much what it is. Okay. There's, there's so the kāhui maunga, kāhui here. Yeah. There's also Kahui Ao. Yeah. Kahui, yeah. And yeah, Che touched on it, actually yeah. explained it. Mm. Go back to um, <laughs> Ngāti Rangi. Ngāti Rangi. Ngāti Rangi. Yeah. Che talks beautifully about. Yeah. And, and the differences of Kahui mm. being a more classical word. And then we get into the Ati or Ngāti. Yeah. Oh. Te Aitanga. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Whānau, right. And then Ngāti. Yeah. あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ